90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. That's us. Hey, you guys, how you doing? Kelly, Adam, it's me, Sharon. How are you? Hello. <laughs> there's sunshine behind me, ladies. It's, there's sun out. And oh, it's past it. 6 p.m. <laughs> wow. It's daylight savings time. Yay. <laughs> I enjoy the daylight savings time. And it's funny. I don't know if you did this, Sharon, but during a uh, weekend show when we did the time change, uh, like I had to get up at what I guess would be 3 a.m. instead of 4 a.m. that day. Yeesh. And uh, I was fine with it. And like I actually got into a bit of a sparring match with some of my listeners because some people were whining about the change. And I'm like, it's one hour. It's not like you can't come <laughs> off a plane from Australia. You know what I mean? This is uh, this is it should be stated, if not reminded. Kelly is a farmer girl, so early rising is a part of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> For the rest of us, we're like, where did that hour go? Can't I have extra daylight and that hour, please? It's Yeah, it's true. Although I find that it's, it's funny because I really don't get – I mean, I actually had people call me. So there was two calls that I got that I had compassion for. One was a, a lady who is a paramedic, and so she's on 12-hour shifts. And so it would have been a, like a shorter turnaround for her, obviously. So I felt, you know, I did have compassion for her. And then I had another nice young lady call me and tell me that she uh, has a 10-week-old puppy, get this, Aww. who is a uh, sausage dog. And his name is Cannoli. <laughs> and so that's perfect. And she said that she just kind of had got him into a rhythm. And so she was a bit worried about that hour, how it would affect the little fella. So I'm assuming that also applies maybe for babies. So I have compassion for those people. But regular people who have nothing going on, I'm sorry. It's one hour. Get over it. So it's frontline workers or babies. Got yeah. it. <laughs> babies and doggies. That's it. <laughs> Well, we have got uh, a lot going on, so it's good that it's still light. We can get it all in. Uh, it seems that it was a close call for Courtney Love recently, so we'll talk about that. Uh, bon Jovi puts uh, touring in perspective, but as far as I could read, kind of sounds like an old man when he puts it in perspective. Also, we'll talk about why Wolfgang Van Halen turned down the invitation to perform on the Grammys. Uh, what's the update on uh, trivia? What are the stats, Cal? Uh, currently, 22 to eight. 22 to eight favor of Miss Highland. But, yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> One of my three sound effects that I can do. Adam, I've written a question you might get. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. Every time, though, it favors Adam. She really, she likes you better, maybe. It really never does. <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes, though. How about that? Um, you know what? I think we should start right out of the gate, too. We'll start on a positive note by sending out congratulations to Matt Sorum and uh, his baby mama. Mm-hmm. Is it Ace Harper? I believe so. I believe it's Ace Harper. Ace Harper. Well, they're expecting their first child, and it's a girl. Yes. So congratulations to them. That's pretty cool. And they look super stoked in the reveal that they did with the cake and the hugging and, and everybody's happy. I love that the uh, the cake, the gender reveal, obviously with what's going on, it was just the two of them. So it wasn't yeah. some big party that shouldn't be happening because, you know, at this stage we're still needing to be careful. Um, so I love that. And then I also love that – it wasn't like um, explosions going off to say that right. it was like – because I don't know if you heard this, but uh, a few weeks ago, and I don't remember where. I, I want to say it was someplace in the United States, um, and this is tragic. Like from what I gather, if the story is true, some guy was trying to fix a gender reveal thing for himself and his wife and I guess with people, and he killed himself. 
Oh, my God. Because, like, the explosion went off and that was it. And I'm like, can you – like, how do you even tell the child that when they're of age? Well, we lost your dad when he was trying to reveal that you were a boy or a girl or whatever. It's terrible. So people I, yeah. don't make homemade gender reveal parties things. You know what? Remember it up. used to be that you just used to call people. Yeah. We're having a baby. <laughs> yeah. See you in 15 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we won't be able to come out anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other, the thing I thought was, I mean, it's good news is good news. I'll take it wherever I can get it. That's for sure, mm-hmm. especially yep. over the last year. But uh, I think as the as their child grows up, she'll have this cover of People magazine. Um, that's kind of creepy to my eyes <laughs> of her parents. And she's wearing sort of like a, a sexy top, oh, right. and it reveals her pregnant belly which is a beautiful thing mm-hmm. uh but their faces are so like stern like uh, serious w- business yeah so <laughs> it doesn't say we're super happy to be pregnant it says model face you know bite your yeah. inner cheeks mm. is that like zoolander like that a bit like that <laughs> yeah exactly what's your motivation mm. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, good luck to them. Congratulations to them. Uh, Kelly and I, you were talking, uh, Kelly and I, Kelly, you and I were talking the other day <laughs> mm-hmm. about uh, the Grammys on your esteemed podcast, The Kelly Alexander Show. Um, and what we'll talk about today is uh, why Wolfgang Van Halen turned down the invitation to perform on the Grammys, which is great because ultimately it boils down to him thinking that he couldn't do uh, the music justice, but basically that nobody could do his father's incredible ability justice. So what was left was a guitar on a stand, the iconic guitar on a stand with the 15 seconds of Van Halen's eruption uh, playing around that visual, but yeah. that was it. Mm-hmm. Compared to all the other things that we saw, where um, uh, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack paid tribute to uh, Little Richard, Lionel Richie paid tribute to Kenny Rogers, Brandy Carlisle for John Prine, and then of course um, uh, Brittany Howard and Chris Martin paying tribute to Jerry Marsden. So all deserving of those uh, salutes, musical salutes, but mm-hmm. certainly I think. Eddie Van Halen deserved a bit more than 15 seconds. And that's basically what everybody has been saying since then. But yeah, and I totally agree. My only question is if you're saying, because I don't, I, I didn't know that I uh, delved into Wolfgang's reasoning beyond what I saw, but if he didn't think anybody else was going to do, is it that nobody else would have done that solo justice or that they wouldn't have done him justice in general? Because if that was the case, then of course they would have never got anybody if the son said, don't do it. But well, he didn't say don't it. do it. I think that w- that was his reasoning why he wouldn't do it. Oh, and right. I and you know, I think he's a talented musician. Um, though I don't know, I would I can see why they would have asked him to do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see also that maybe they took that response to heart and thought he's right, <laughs> and not like if he can't do it, no one can. I think mm-hmm. he's a, a a good player. His father was an exceptional player and there are better players in Wolfgang Van Halen, but maybe the show, and this is big that I'm giving the Grammys a bit of a benefit of the doubt. Maybe they thought, Hey, you know what? No one could do it justice, but maybe more than 15 seconds might've been right warranted. But here we are that, you know what eruption, the song that they did play and the visuals that they did show eruptions, one of those ones that, Man, that's it's uh, one of the best known solos, as was indicated in the article that we all read. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
so it was big, but not big enough, I don't think. 15 seconds, I think. They needed yeah. more time than that. That's for sure. I think then, even if they did think that, you know, taking Wolfgang into consideration, I still think they should have got, like, I don't know, Slash, somebody to come do something. I agree. Uh, and and then, like, because, like, you know, there's, there's all, like you said, there's extremely talented guitar players that obviously were extremely influenced by Eddie Van Halen. So I'm sure they could have done... I think, <clears throat> like, excuse like me, like a something. But he also seemed to be saying too in the article, Wolfgang, that he wants to speak to the Recording Academy about their uh, thoughts on the rock genre going forward. Well, I think it was nice of him to offer that too. Like he'd like the opportunity to think to to have that conversation. And and no disrespect, get in line. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I don't think he's the first one they would need to speak to. No, you know exactly. I, mean? I think there's a long, long line of people, and I think Dave Grohl could be the uh, the torch bearer for that. Uh, that cause there's mm-hmm. there's no rock representation at all, right? Yeah, you and, and, I they, and there about needs that to be. My, yeah, yeah, no, for sure, a thousand percent. I actually we never got the chat about this um, on my podcast, but something I noticed when I was just going over the list of nominees and winners for the rock genre, and again, you and I know this. I don't follow rock as obviously as as much as you do. I try to stay up abreast of the big stuff, but um, I didn't even know that. Uh, it was Fiona Apple. Like, she won a Grammy. I didn't even know she was still doing stuff. Oh, yeah. That was a, a pretty big story because uh, she's pre- she's always been so subtle, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. But it was a, a big deal. And it's, I think, again, looking over the past year, you're looking for good news and you're you're interested in music and everybody mm-hmm. sort of really dove deep into uh, the bands and artists that they love. So when it came to that she was she had made an album, that was a great big deal because yeah, it had been so awesome. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. And some of the ones I have to say, though, I'd never heard of them in my life before. However, I also will say there were some R&B artists who I also had never heard of in my life before. So some of them were, uh, yeah, just not in my uh, my Your wheelhouse? My wheelhouse of, of knowledge at this point. But yeah. uh, I will say, though, I, it wasn't this the year that I think a lot of people thought Phoebe Bridgers was going to win a, a bunch? Or was that last year? Uh, no, I think it was this year, too. And I, I don't, Did she win anything? I don't think so. I don't even know. Yeah, I just I like, like we no. discussed the other day, Adam, we were talking the other day on Kelly's podcast about how uh, the performances and the performance angle of uh, the Grammys now is basically what it is. So <laughs> you do performance form performance and then an award and then like a half an hour goes by before you see another award. I and, like that formula. But mm-hmm. I, li- I like it, too. And I liked it when it was the American Music Awards. The right. Grammys always had a different sort of level of class to them and and they've they've uh they've normalized with everything else so it's it's not unlike any other uh award show which i think it should definitely be different than any other award show because of it not being driven by sales it's it's your peers it's uh the celebration of the art itself it doesn't have to be a celebration of the pop part of it and I'm not dissing pop artists. I'm saying it doesn't have to be a celebration of the the popularity. You know, like I think there there could have been more diversity demonstrated that night. There usually is more diversity, in my opinion. From all the years I saw the Grammys, I always felt there there was a bit more diversity. Mm-hmm. Which, you're right, this year was all about pop. And I still think it was a great show to watch. But oh, yeah. you're right, there was less diversity this uh, this year. Yeah, and I think it's been been building toward that. Yeah, it's been at least probably in the neighborhood of the last three to five that that it's been less and less about the award, more and more about the show. Mm-hmm. 
And again, you can't blame them because they have to have an agreement with which, which, sorry, they have an agreement with whichever broadcaster is showing the the awards. So they they have to make people watch it. So there has to be something in for like the CBS of of, uh, side of things. So it makes sense that they would have to put on a really good show. But I don't know. I think something took a hit for it to be a, a big party. Or to show the well, big party. And, and the the sad part is, not a lot of people watched it. No, it's true. I was actually surprised by that, but not surprised in the fact that it was the same situation for the Golden Globes. So I think a lot of people just are saying, like, it's not the same because people aren't in the same building together. Mm-hmm. But honest to God, like, the Grammys, I was talking about this. Well, I talked about this with you, and then I talked about it today when I was doing my, my music hit on um, our uh, news talk station here in Montreal. The flow of the the artists supporting each other, staying on stage, watching each other, and then that garden sort of like area where they were accepting awards, like, and then reaching neat. out to the local artists or like the local venues to, you know, show support for them. I just thought it was brilliant. I thought that was their best move to to bring in the uh, the the employees of those venues that we all miss going to. That was a real solid connection made there, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So uh, we'll talk about uh, Courtney Love and the close call that it seems to be uh, her life, actually, um, quite literally. Uh, but I think we have some trivia to get to. Let's do it. 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. Bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that was a lot. Um, so much. 22 to 8. 22 to 8. Favor of Sharon. Your name are your buzzers. Here is question number one. Here we go. Nintendo came out with which handheld game in the U.S. which was released in 1990? Name the device. Wait. Are you... Can I hear the question again? Yeah. So (laughs) Nintendo brought out a handheld device in 1990 in the u.s adam what yeah game boy color well i'm gonna you, you should like you, you, the, the, the the game boy yeah it's just game boy <laughs> so adam Yay. you got a point it's amazing i had a game boy love there it. we go so that's good Yay. so we're now um 22 to 9 22 to 9 getting there uh, sharon did you have any thoughts on that one I was going to guess DS, but I think that's later than 90. So. Yeah, that's yeah. later, yeah. Okay. See how smart I just looked, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such a gamer. It might have been later 90s, though. I don't think it... I don't no, think it the DS was, was was in the uh, the other side of the middle. Oh, in the 2000s? Yep. Okay. All right. So, again, 22 to 9, 22 to 9. Question number two. On the show Dawson's Creek, where is it set? Like, where do they want you to believe it's located? Adam. Go, Adam. Georgia. Well, that's a good guess. That's where they filmed it. No, so they, they filmed it in North Carolina, I think it was. Sharon, do you have a guess? So they wanted... Uh, like, where they want, like, like where no, they want I, you I to I totally believe. don't remember, and I totally watched that show. Did you? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> My schedule allowed for it. So, uh, I yeah, see. I was all in. Uh, all right, so no points for that one, and the answer would be Cape Side, Massachusetts. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yep, Cape yep, Side. Yep. Because Michelle Williams came, and her character was sort of sent to live with her grandmother, and yeah, yeah, she yep. had big city experience. <laughs> she, so she did. Was stuck where they were. She did. All right. Well, that's um, yeah. It's it's funny because I actually thought 
I never really watched the show. I've seen maybe five episodes, and I just remember, like, I knew that it was filmed in, uh, like, North Carolina or whatever, and I guess I just assumed that's where they were. Because mm-hmm. back in the day, like, you sometimes went where you were actually going to portray the show to be, so that's yeah. why I thought it was actually North Carolina and not Massachusetts. Well, Which is a hard state to today. spell, by the way, P.S. What's that? Sorry? Massachusetts. Hard, <laughs> hard to spell. Hard to say. Yeah. We appreciate your... Uh... Enunciation. I also have to be careful with the spelling of uh, the Tennessee. Yeah. The Tennessee? Yeah. By the way, here's something, and I don't know if, if people in your life do this, but sidebar comment. My mom calls it the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a senior thing. <laughs> She's like, you know, because people have the COVID. I'm like, and now I just want that on a shirt. Like, I Does just she refer to it as the Google also? Uh, I'll have to find that. I don't know if she knows what that is. Um, (laughs) She probably will. (laughs) Yeah. My favorite is that she still sends me vertical texts. Like she doesn't let it auto format. I'm like, mom, like just keep typing and it'll fix it for you. But after she finishes the line that she sees physically on the screen, she presses like return. (laughs) Oh, fun. Because she's in a rush. She's like the kids of today. They don't send long texts. She's got stuff to do. Yeah. (laughs) Line, line, word, word, line. Yeah. And does she, uh, does she send her her titles? With a lot of spaces, or does she actually use? She the, the well, my favorite tool. is like all of a sudden, like a couple of years ago, she started texting like she was a teenager, like in code, like <laughs> like, like BRB, <laughs> yeah, like all. The, and I was like, what does this even mean? Like I had to like. <laughs> I thought it was like something that, you know, I'd have to get the CIA to decode. And like, I even went to my T-Y. brother. I'm like, what does this mean? And he's like, I don't know. Where is she getting this stuff from? Like, <laughs> she's so hip. So what you're yeah. saying is after you received her text, you were SMH? Yeah, exactly. I was, go, go, I was shaking my head. I was. Yeah. yeah. Back to you, cool. Sharon. I'm that cool, too. Uh, <laughs> so Courtney Love, long been dealing with the effects of uh, of her addiction. Uh, but has been sober for more than a year and proud to say that she is actively pursuing that sobriety. So good for her. Uh, But it was not that long ago that she'd fallen ill, had to deal with the judgment of some medical professionals that probably could have been more helpful to her uh, in trying to pinpoint what her source of pain had been. But she has since found a doctor that she describes as, quote, the most empathic, wise pain management doctor. So what was she dealing with, Kel? Uh, well, it sounds like she had some version of uh, – because I don't know if it's just one – like when you get this affliction, I don't know if it's just the same, but it was anemia. Mm-hmm. And crazy, so, eh? Yeah, like super crazy. And I guess I would have never – I didn't – like I didn't know that it could – I guess I didn't know that it could be that bad. You know what I mean? Because you hear some people saying, oh, I'm anemic. But I guess that's if you're super low-level anemic, not – because she was down to 97 pounds, she says, at one point. That's uh, wow. that's scary. That's dangerous. Oh, my goodness. Like Start messing terrible. with your bloods like that, then. Do you think that, and again, obviously, this is only a guess. We can't, we're not doctors. But I'm wondering, do you think her past drug use? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Okay. Because now that she's being open about her sobriety, was it drugs and alcohol or dr- just drugs for her? Uh, I don't know if she was uh, picky. I'm okay. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I know that it was certainly drugs. Yeah. But I honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you which ones exactly. I just know mm-hmm. that she was a poster child for uh, the party scene for a long time and and then a poster child for maybe don't be a part of that scene also. Yeah. We, you know? I have to tell you, when we read the article and it said that um, she's been sober for like over a year, I have to tell you, I was a little bit – obviously, I don't follow her all the time, but I guess I would have thought she was sober for much longer than that. Like I feel like I thought she – 
figured the situation out a while ago. I think that she did uh, and probably figured it up, figured it out to a certain percentage that worked. But then there's right. always that little mm, nagging yeah. tap on the shoulder yeah. that if you don't handle it 100%, then it's going to end up handling you. And it's you, 100% which... like every day, right? I think a oh, lot yeah. of people don't don't know that that um, this is something that you have to deal with for life. And that's why I have such respect for people who decide they you know they need help and they get help and, and they want to take care of themselves, you know? It's day to day and oftentimes it's uh, hour to hour, even minute to minute. So yeah, exactly. you have to celebrate the victories within those time frames. Do you know if and, she's is – is she and Francis good? Like, are they tight? Do I know? don't know that. Okay. I don't know that. I know that there was some uh, stuff within I the I remember past back in the day years. they weren't. Well, they weren't, and then they were, and then there was something else within the oh, past okay. few years that – Was it when Francis was working on that documentary? I think so, yeah. Okay. Okay. And that I sort of sense. think at that point, we shouldn't know – a lot of stuff, you know, like right. certainly none of our business. Oh, yeah, certainly. But when not. it comes to that sort of uh, that intimate, very private, like we shouldn't know any more details. Mm -hmm. But then you think once we do know those details, it's because somebody shared them. So if they have shared those details yeah. versus somebody else ratting them out, I don't like the ratting out angle. Yeah, of no, it. I'm not a fan of that. Zero, but, zero. I don't like when people make choices for other people when it's like they're well-being and mental yeah. health and potentially livelihood. Like I know, yeah. uh, I can't give you an example right now, but I think there's certain people that would be quite willing, you know, back in the day and even maybe now to out some uh, gay people. Mm -hmm. And even though it's more accepting, obviously in 2021 than it would have been in 1986, uh, still not your choice to do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The interesting thing also I thought for the Courtney Love thing is that she was quick to thank Woody Harrelson for showing her the benefits of hemp. Right. Uh, many years ago because she is actively and successfully using CBD oils to ease her pain. Great. So, yeah. I just wish her all the best. Like, you just, I don't know, you want her to be okay. Yeah. And you, you want in that okay or in that process of getting there uh, for her to also then say that she has a, quote, new sort of strong with wisdom and more empathy that uh, than I had for people with physical illness. Yep. So... I mean, she wrote that, so I think there might be a word or two missing in that, but I can see where she's going. She has – she herself, and being given the empathy that was required in her medical situation, certainly she's in a position now to flip the script and give it back outward. So it's a win-win, it sounds exactly. like. Exactly. Yep. Um, so the thing about Bon Jovi – Mm -hmm. John Bon Jovi – is that uh, he did an interview recently with um, another podcast – what? There are other podcasts? Yeah, other than this why doesn't he come on this one? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Since he's not going to be touring in a grand fashion, uh, basically is what they're saying. He spoke about how big tours are probably a thing of the past for the band, saying, quote, and this is where I think he sounds old. I had a conversation about playing in Australia a year from now. As long as we do it in a manner that's pleasurable, we want to do some dates because I just don't see me doing a hundred show tours anymore. It's not really motivational for me. So in a manner that's pleasurable. Um, so since we've done a top two from Bon Jovi before, I thought we would do a band that obviously still finds big tours pleasurable. Uh, yeah. And that's Rolling Stones. Nice. Yeah. So what are we talking about? Like uh, almost, no, 60 years of, um, they're pushing 60 yeah, as a band, amazing. right? That's amazing. That's bonkers. Actively performing, <laughs> making music. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so there's a lot to draw from from here for sure. But I'm going to – I have one at least from the 
early 90s that I'm going to keep for mine. Do you guys want to start? Or do you want me to start? Adam, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I can go ahead. They're still making great music. A Ghost yeah. Town that came out in 2019. That's an amazing song. Yeah. Um, did not put into my top two, though, because I think they have a, a lot better. Mm-hmm. Let me go back to the 60s with Paint in Black. Oh, nice. That I love. And my number one it has to be uh, You Can't Always Get What You Want. Nice. That's fair. Love That's to fair. sing along by, to this man. song. But if I you will... try sometimes, you just might find you get what you need, bro. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I will uh, piggyback off Adam with I Adore Painted Black. I yeah. love that song. Love cool. it. <laughs> love uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also wanted to find something uh, from the 90s. And so I picked uh, You Got Me Rockin'. Oh, nice one. I like Voodoo that Voodoo Lounge, right? Yeah, Voodoo Lounge, yep. Nice. Um, I'll take my one from the 60s is Under My Thumb. Oh, good. Because nice. it's so cool and groovy and like pushy for 1966. Uh, and then uh, one from this um, Steel Wheels album. So I picked Rock in a Hard Place. Oh, Stuck well, between a good. rock and a hard place. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Oh, I love that song. Great song. Adam's and, rethinking his choice. <laughs> well, am. that's the best part. Like, you don't get, you don't have to commit to two. You like pick top two, but then it just generates great conversation yeah. to uh, to find out all the other ones that you like too. I mean, especially with the Stones, we could talk for. Oh my God, there's so many. You know, we didn't even talk about uh, waiting on a friend from Tattoo You. Right. See, but I snuck that in. I did. That. Well, when you've been around for sixty years. Sharon. No, she's not uh, there yet. Easy bros. <laughs> I thought you were going to say easy, sister. <laughs> you too, sister. Nice. Bro and brovery. How about there that? There we are. Uh, all right. Well, there we are. Indeed. <laughs> that's I'm going to take my old self and uh, <laughs> go do something that's pleasurable. Uh, <laughs> hey, you guys, if you want to share your top two with us via social media, feel free. We're everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Everywhere. Hard to miss. Um, and ultimately, wherever it is that you find us in the universe of uh, internets, thank you for doing that. Uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate knowing that you're listening. So if you want to let us know where you are and, and what you do when you're doing it, you know, like our buddy Kentucky Shane does. Um uh, and a lot of other people that have made our esteemed list of, uh, of who we are now fans of. We appreciate you guys listening. Thank you very much for doing that. Thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.